Hello there everyone, I'm Tom, also known as the Lanky Soldier, and welcome to my little channel. What you can see right now is gonna be our pilot episode for our brand new podcast we're making. A podcast we've been trying to make for a year now, just because we had this idea that we want to talk about gaming and life and everything in general that we, like, everything we find interesting, and we were thinking of making this podcast for almost a year, if not more. So we finally found the guys to do it. So I just hope you guys gonna enjoy this and tell us what you think about it. Tell us all the feedback, good feedback, bad feedback. We'll take all of it because we want to know what you like about this, what you don't like about this, how we can improve, what you love to hear, what you love to see, all that kind of stuff. Also, because this is our first pilot episode, please ignore the f some obvious problems like audio can be echoey sometimes because I'm an idiot sometimes. I forgot to use my headphones instead of the speakers, so I was using the speakers while we were recording the podcast, so the echo sometimes got picked up on the mic, so sorry about that. Uh, so I will try to po fix this in the post-edit, so should be not that noticeable, but if anything, just I'm just letting you know. Other than that, everything, sh everything should be good, everything should be fine, so just let us know what you think about this kind of podcast what should be improved, all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of it. I just hope you guys are going to enjoy it. So, thank you so much, and see you in the next one. Okay. Aww. You know when you lead back on your crappy chair? Hey, this I that didn't choose to grow this. Pressing numpad and numpad. Why are you playing it if you're bitching about it? <laughs> hey, you kicked the ball over. Now you get that. Right. Fucking broke me legs, mate. Okay, cool question. You accept it. What a glorious motherfucker. Look at our fucking glorious. No, it wasn't glorious. Listen, I carried your asses. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this brand new podcast that we organized for a reason, because we need content on this channel, so yeah. Basically, we... Now there's a horrible intro though. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a horrible ass intro. <laughs> Let's restart anyone? that. You can't just start with anyway? What, what came I, before? I don't know, that was a horrible ass <laughs> You know what? I'm just gonna keep this. It's episode. all about having fun. Uh, okay, yeah. you know what? I'm keeping this intro. I don't care. Anyway, right. welcome to this brand new podcast. There is definitely not a fuck up at the start because clearly I can't make any intros or even organize anything. So we're so we're just gonna roll with this. Anyway, I'm the Lanky Soldier. Uh, I'm joined with Dark and Boss Cyanide. Say hi, guys. Hi, so, guys. And we've been thinking doing a podcast or something the channel for god knows how long just to not only about battlefield but something we can actually just go come on like come on the podcast and just talk about anything we want whatever it is on our minds and everything so basically amazingly enough we've been thinking about this for like i don't know three four years and we're just now finally getting around to it so that's that's how our creative process works i had this idea back in freaking what 2018 as battlefield 5 came out i was like thinking i don't want to do a battlefield one battlefield podcast i want to do a podcast <laughs> about something in general just like that's not about gaming and everything i don't know to be perfectly frank even when we were doing bf1 we were, we were all still so once in a while like you know what if we just did something else once in a while but yeah, we basically decided to make this podcast because we were thinking, what can we make for this channel? We couldn't come up with something that is really interesting. Well, at one point I was thinking making... <coughs> you stop laughing there in the background. Uh, 
I was thinking like maybe making videos about me talking about random topics, but then I realized I'm not that interesting all by myself. And I kind of, I kind of like prefer to talk with someone instead of just me alone in my room, just talking to your microphone and be all by myself. That's kind of boring. Mm -hmm. all by myself. No one, wa no one wants to hear that. So decide, you know what? Sorry, I had to. So I asked you guys, do you want to do a podcast? Like, you guys, the reply kind of forced you all to do a podcast at this point. And we, we oh, yeah, all kind of just half-assed, half-heartedly went, sure. Hey, I made this background, I made this name and everything, so I think we look, look good. Audio sounds great, I think. So yeah, we're doing the podcast now because we want to make something, and I can't make trailers forever. And I want I want to make something that people can be involved in. Involved. And Plus, I am fairly positive in a way there's been, like, some weird force of nature at work because Battlefield's now in bad state and the three of us are back together for a podcast again. What year wow. is it, huh? This is oh, Battlefield what? 1 podcast all over again. What is it, Dark? Oh, do you want to drag me into trying to sort out that train wreck again? <laughs> I managed to get free from that shit. Oh God! Now, safe to say, I think our days of that are 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 over. We're we're casuals now. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's just interesting how we freaking met in the first place. We actually met through Battlefield, and actually, Dark. In it's basically all because of Dark because he created a thing back in the day called BX, 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 Battlefield Experience. I mean, I'm yeah, it in short. Yeah, BFXP. And because of that, that's how we met. That's actually okay. I met Ray through PlayStation Three back in BF4 days, and I met Dark through Balog because mm -hmm. he, he created the Balfic experience. Yeah, you and I got together because we really wanted to organize like competitive matches through console. I mean, I think PC kind of already had that at the time, and we wanted that for for console. And we actually, for the most part, we we pretty much accomplished that until PS3 died. But yeah, me and Ray met on the PS3, I met Dark to Balog, and he invited us to join Balfit Experience thing, which was basically a platform on Skype, where it was 150 picked players had a chance Over to talk to developers directly. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how it exactly started. I can't remember. Like, so it started with... Um, started with the posts on the log forums um i think and, and i it, it was when ct had, had just started and i was in it which i was very happy to be in um and i think i had sort of caught the attention of a developer uh from before ct because there was this issue with the, the aiming system and i sort of wrote a really long forum post detailing like everything that's it's wrong and how I thought it should be better and some develop developers started working on that issue um, and um, we got talking and when the CT rolled around I was like hey can I get in on that and so I can't remember if a developer actually sort of got me in because when it started there was a whole queue system going in there weren't many people able to get in so when I got in I started writing long ass articles about whatever the heck was going on in CTE, and people who weren't could then read those articles and, you know, figure out, get get an idea of what was going on. 
um, and and people started people read them and seemed to enjoy them, and it kept being a thing. And then so when when developers started to want wanting to talk to players, I then sort of got in touch with a bunch of people that I had noticed were keen on improving the game and sort of introduced people to each other, you know. Developers, here are interested players. Interested players, here are developers. And it sort of blossomed from there, and things started on Skype. Um, moved to... Did it move to Discord a lot later? Yeah, yeah it, it, it moved to Discord, to Discord but later. it wasn't that... Uh, active but yeah I think, because BF one CT was different from BF four CT. Yes. So by that time it must have been we were moving to BF one and that things went downhill from there I'd say. <laughs> but yeah, I just find find that Dark is just like going around with this big smile on his face, throwing his badge everywhere. This gets a BXP approval and stuff. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, I Giant remember novels of number posts about fucking spread differentials and LMGs and shit. Like, oh my god. Oh, it was t- Those were days. Those were the days. <laughs> but, you, but Dark, you probably don't realize what kind of impact you had with the BXP because it brought so many people together. Heck, that's how we met Andre and others through BXP. You have no idea how many lives you touched. You have no <laughs> idea. It's so beautiful. Oh, I'm touched. I'm touched. Heck, even Anyone. Florian, uh, the people don't know, Florian uh, Drunksy, the lead gameplay designer for uh, Battlefield 5 or DICE, whatever, uh, he still refers to your post where you made about the soldier confi- what's the word? Confiation? I don't know. The, the, the one that has to do with the uh, input uh, of the soldier. Uniform soldier aiming. Yes, uniform <laughs> soldier aiming. Yeah, that's the one. I, I think I coined that term. Did I, did I coin that one? Did I think so, yeah. The, did you come up with the term? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yes. Oh, because um, he, he still refers you. He still refers that thread when you, when you were talking about. It. I'm trying to. Yeah, it, it, I think it may. Maybe I'm not sure. The part that uh, makes me the proudest out of all that that we did is there are members of BFXP that are working for EA and Dice now. Whether it's in the community as community managers or moderators or game changers to I think we have like two or three members that are actually yeah Florian being one of them they're working for dice now too and that's that's fucking amazing like I'm I that's I'd be patting myself on the back one for that one dark because you mean you you got people work you're like you're like a I don't know <laughs> you're uh, like a, I don't know well Spitfire for example uh Simon, yeah. He worked for EA for like four or five months in Spain as a translator for Polish locale and stuff. Uh, <coughs> I mean, so, some people we know from BXP worked at EA or DICE, uh, but I mean, the same group is still around somewhere doing something together, so it's not like everyone forgot each other and moved on. And never spoke to each other ever again. No, we're all still in communication with each other. We all still talk to each other on Twitter and everything. So it's, it's it's like the testing group itself, the Discord and everything we organized, or should I say dark organized, because I really didn't do a whole lot of organization as far as that went. <laughs> um, that's all still in place in there. I mean, everybody is still there in the Discord and everything. It's just dead. There's no CTE right now. So, I mean, we all pretty much communicate on Twitter and we keep in touch that way. 
I mean, that's one. The, that's one of the reasons why we met in the first place because we want like same-minded people to play together and like do something amazing. That's why CT was a success back in BF4 is because people gathered together for one common goal. Even though we, we, just... we were playing on CTE just to fucking play on CTE. I mean, there were yeah. times we we would we would jump into CTE servers just to to play, you know, decent games with each other. It wasn't we'd we'd skip retail like not entirely. Once the build hit, then we'd go back to retail and play for a little bit. For the most part, when CTE was out, we were pretty much in CTE, especially that whole entire time frame when they were doing the community map build. Yeah, and the map was being made while like. For it was enough. It was like seven, eight months since yeah, it was we like announced, and we've been like they always like posted there like the white box <laughs> of the level. Then it was updated a little bit with cover and everything. It, 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 we stayed there. We we had fun, and it was like never a problem it's because people we know always been around, and it was more fun. And you I actually... want to say for like a good year, we were pretty much just on CTE servers because they did um they did the community map that everybody voted in order to build, and then they did the Dragon Valley reboot. Don't forget so the we night went, maps, too. Yeah, and the night maps and all that. So there was, like, a good year. We probably didn't even... We barely touched retail except for to maybe, I don't know, go, you know, play with play with the platoon once in a while. That was it. That was pretty much the only time we touched retail. Hmm. Which was fun. Hmm. We had our own little corner of battle. <laughs> hide in and have fun. <laughs> but that that kind of annoys me though, though now because they dropped CT entirely for Battlefield Five because apparently their argument is it doesn't go in line with the live service crap and I'm just listen CT is live service if you kind of think about it that's a contradiction in of itself and yes. I don't want to I don't want to be the guy to sit here and tell the company how to do its thing but you remember CT was mostly limited to premium players. So they paid the extra $60. Technically, they paid that extra $60 in order to have the rights to join and play on CTE. So to say that it doesn't really fall with the monetization of it all, that doesn't really click with me. That You know what I mean? That, that That's not registering properly. That to I mean, me is saying there was no continual way to make money off of that, so we didn't want to run it. But the thing is, with CTE going... I guarantee you BF4 lasted a heck of a lot longer because of that investment to put in CTE, to keep perfecting it, to keep playing it, to keep people's interest in it, especially when new content was given pretty much, what, every six months we got new maps? Didn't pay for it? I mean, that's a good thing. That keeps interest going. Hmm. Well, I mean... (sighs) Go on. So what what do they even mean by live service? Yeah, that's the thing that it's what, a, it's a catchphrase that publishers use these days. It's the it's the concept that you can sell a product once and then you continue to find a way in order to bring monetization in on it through it be vis a loot boxes or season pass customer retention. That's the, 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 that's the, what it's all about. It's retention. about customer retention because when I worked at Sony. It literally was about customer retention. These days, it's all about keeping the People, it doesn't matter how many people you have, as long as you keep the same people always I mean, spending money on a regular basis, even if it's a small fraction of it. That's why Fortnite is quite big right now. That's why Because they games... have a continually good live service. They have that all worked out. Yeah. It does well. It's not very predatory. I mean, it's, it's very straightforward, and that's why I give Fortnite a lot of credit for their monetization, and I think a lot of, a lot of games journalists do. The problem is, 
when there's a lot of companies that look at that and go, well, we want that pie too. And instead of figuring out their own unique way in order to go about it, they're just copy pasting and going, why isn't this working? Like I'm, I'm technically a small business owner right now. I I'm getting my way into voice acting. I have to, boy right here. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to act, actually, I have to think about a lot of this stuff that like we, we complain about in the, in the gaming industry, like, you know, retaining customers and stuff. If I can't keep a customer base as a small business owner, I'm not going to be successful. And that, unfortunately, that means the same for even a large multi-million dollar company like EA. Their problem is, is investors, but that's a whole different ball game. I don't have to answer to that. I answer to myself on that. So if I don't keep customers, then I know I'm not doing something right. And I need to figure out a way in order to keep customers, keep them under my wing, keep, you know, keep gigs rolling so that I can be a success. So it's, it's not like I don't understand it. It's the way they're going about it that I'm not happy with personally. And that's why I haven't really had much of an interest in a whole lot of the newer series because it's, it's gotten progressively worse. You know, I, I don't want to. I have. Some, I don't want to deal with season pass crap on a game I already paid sixty bucks for. Why? Why would I want to do that? Uh, I mean, Call of Duty is doing season passes, but it's all cosmetics and stuff, which okay, I don't mind. Uh, I don't know. Battlefield in in this case, like Battlefield is confused right now. Remember when we used the word identity crisis back in BF four or BF one days? <laughs> and Sorry. No, it's fine. And and we use the word BF1, like identity identity crisis and stuff. We said that a lot when BF1 yeah, and was and then, we were like, "What does it?" Okay. <laughs> yeah, and right now, Battlefield Five is literally having that identity crisis, much much worse than BF4, BF1 ever had, because it does doesn't it doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be. It really doesn't. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It's all, it's all being guided by data, not. Why is right or why is fun? It's data. They use and yeah, Dice has a lot of data to use how players play the game. But at the same time, one thing I could say is it all depends how you d- analyze that data, how you translate that data. And uh, and the thing is, is, where are they getting that data from? Are they getting it from the direct player base? Are they using general wholesale data from across the entire industry spectrum? Because if they're doing later the two, then that I can understand why things feel the way they do with BFV. When I say that, I mean, like, the soul is different. Like, you go back and you play BF4, like, you can tell there was a lot more put into that in the long run than now. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it it They play like shooters. But the internals of them you know what I mean? Like the feeling of them. Like, you know, you go back and you play BF4 and you know, you're like, you know, there was a lot more extra work done to this in order to polish this game out. It was not perfect at launch. Let's not kid ourselves. Right. BFV, on the other hand, well, it just hot, feels like I hodgepodged a bunch of stuff and it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as original. Well, if you knew the story of how development of BFV worked, the game was basically made in a year. Oh. Because, yeah, <laughs> if you knew the story, how the game was made. And that's one thing I don't know. I stopped, I literally, I stopped following everything like midway through BF1. Like after BF1 was launched, we went to EA Play, we did our thing, we went out, we had our fun with that. A couple months after that, I I pretty much dropped off the scene. I stopped following a lot of stuff. I, just, I started working more. Then, sorry. Okay, basically. I became busy. Yeah, Battlefield 5, oh, it's not even Battlefield 5, it's just general Battlefield doesn't have that anymore. 
it doesn't have CT anymore, so you can't really bring people who have meet new people and all of that. People meet right now, like on Twitter or something like that. It just it's not the same anymore. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I think what you what people need to like understand is that everything that went down with Battlefield Four and the whole CT thing was like an actual developer-driven effort to sort out a big problem, which was that Battlefield 4 in its original state was not going to have enough players for the lifetime of the game. And, and, and it, it, you know, people bought it, people were playing it, but they were going to stop playing it because it wasn't good enough, effectively. And so with people dropping off, then people wouldn't buy it next time Christmas rolled around and, and EA would lose out on money. And, uh, you know, that ends up reflecting badly on developers and developer studios. So uh, DICE LA, I think, made a concerted effort to do things that would maintain player engagement. And, And basically what they wanted to do was not just fix things and make things better, but actually reach out to the community and make sure that the community knew that they were making a big effort to fix things and make things better. And I think the issue is with more modern titles, that level of community engagement just isn't there anymore. And I think there there are reasons, there are perhaps reasons for that. There are, there's probably, uh, pros and cons for the developers, um, but I, I think from a player perspective, it's it's a bad thing that that kind of engagement has dropped away. I don't want to be the arrogant, you know, guy that's going to sit here and go, "Oh, because of the stuff that we helped contribute with." That's the reason why there's still servers active to this day. It's reasonable to say that, but do I mean would we really honestly think that it would have lasted as long as it did if it wasn't as fine-tuned and you know there wasn't as much care put into it between both the player base and the developers at the rate that it was the the level of community involvement especially when it came down to the map designs the two and the night maps that were done you know I don't I, I you just don't see that with BF1 and BFV at all and that that kind of sucks Honestly, mm-hmm. to just say the least, I could go on a whole tangent about that, but that's just about the the, the most baseline I can say. It. it it sucks and it's sad. It goes yeah. against the live servers live service idea, and that alone, that's why they scrapped City according to them because it requires a completely different team or more resources to maintain City and the updates are a bit slower and everything. And money and etc cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah, but then again, if anyone if anyone been following Battlefield Five recently and the new patch that just dropped five point two or something, I can't remember. It basically increased the TTK and they announced about the increase of the TTK like two weeks prior the update is supposed to drop, which is kind of stupid because one feedback is pointless because the patch is already gonna go live, and two, no, there's no time to like react to any of it. So just like yeah, he's he has the patch, have fun and. Let us know how it goes. Bye-bye. Yeah, like, if we had CT, but, like, for Battlefield 5, it would be a different story whatsoever. That patch would have been tested two, three, four, five different times over the course of a week, adjusted multiple times, and there would have been players who, hell, probably would have called off work just to stay home and test that. I mean, I know people who did that stuff. So it's it's not like there's not dedicated people out there who would be all over it. 
just to at least make sure. It's, I mean, YouTubers too. They were all over CTE. Don't tell me they weren't. We saw them there. Yeah, when they the helped. new content dropped. Yeah, when <laughs> the new stuff came out, they would jump in. They'd get their video out of it. But for the most part, there was a good handful of them that would actually stick around and still help out. Um, I'm going to say Marvel Deck was one that would stick around and help out a lot. A lot of the guys from AOD, granted, they don't do a lot of YouTube stuff, but still, they're a group that helped out a lot. I mean, there's... Mm-hmm. There's still groups that are still in Battlefield existence to this day, and for the most part, they got started, got together back on BFV either or Battlefield 4, either on Battlelog or on CTE, and they're all still together. And what sucks is those are the groups that I'm seeing that are suffering the most because of a lacking of this community involvement. The the even even just getting into RSPs now, that's I, that's a whole different subject in of itself, and that sucks too. But it's and again, it all stems back to just seeming like they just don't want the community as involved in the development and how the longevity goes as much as just hand over your money. Is it real? They really don't care at this point. No, they can tell us as much as they want. Oh, we want to improve the communication and everything, and they promise to improve the communication. Yeah, that communication was never as good as BO4 back in the day. Like sure, we we can talk about how great BF4 was. Granted, it was never it was not perfect. Don't, don't no, get me it wrong. was not perfect, and it still is not perfect to this day. That's I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow smoke up my own ass and think that it wasn't, but it's significantly better than what it was at launch. Hmm. Okay, I'll 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 give it like uh, I was talking to a certain YouTuber. I'm not gonna mention names, and and he was talking to the one with the lead designers who introduced one of the, the new changes to Battlefield 5 for example and he was like disappointed why people don't appreciate the changes well first of all if you talk to us in the first place maybe we would appreciate if you explained yourself why the changes happened but of course it, what provoked they, them? They, they all hid behind the community managers who are the messengers and don't blame them they're just messengers and they're trying to like the uh, oops hit my mic and uh, sell the idea or uh, Oh, this changes that that that, but the the actual lead design is not is not even Twitter. He doesn't use Twitter anymore or anything. He doesn't go on social media whatsoever, unless you go personal like, to use personal links or something like that on LinkedIn or something. Then you can maybe tell him. But that's that's stupid. That's the most stupidest way to that's, go that's to going someone to a and level give that feedback. A player base should not have to go to. Like, yeah, it's you just, should have to look up somebody's LinkedIn page to give them feedback feedback on a video game. That's not necessarily a good thing like if i have somebody that if i want somebody to give me feedback i want that to be like as easily accessible as possible even if it's bad feedback because feedback's feedback yeah it is feedback no matter how negative or positive is and unfortunately I, i can sit here and say this like if you can't take negative feedback and turn that into something positive then quite frankly what the heck are you doing in a creative field in the first place also, as I mentioned, I was talking to you, like I mentioned, I was talking to YouTuber, and as I said that, people probably be thinking, oh, so YouTubers do have influence on the game design. No, they don't. I'm telling right now. Game ch- game changers, right? They don't ruin Battlefield because they'll... I'm part of the game changer program, and if you think our feedback means something, you're wrong. Because we put, our feedback is put in the echo chamber, in our own separate bubble... And people think that game changes ruin the game. Because at the end of the day, it's not us that make the decisions. We can give all the feedback we want. Big chance they won't listen to us anyway, because it goes against DICE's plan, whatever 
they have in what kind of plans they have inside. Because I'm pretty sure at one point we were flying that flag too of oh you YouTubers are see YouTubers are doing this and then we all got a glimpse at Game Changers and went uh never mind. Here's the and thing. Our, what, that we was can't blame, we can't blame the people like oh blame you the, the blame YouTubers they think I I understand them. It's easy to forget that like get fooled that YouTubers have some sort of influence on the, on the game design, which is not the case. And we were part of the crowd that was saying that. And then we're they're like, really just a messenger. They're just trying to earn a paycheck like anybody else. Like how it is sometimes how they go about it. Somewhat clickbaity, but hey, I'm not gonna you know take a dump on somebody's paycheck. You know, if you if that's how you're making your living, good on you. It's just yeah, we, we were part of the crowd that wasn't blaming YouTubers or all the influence stuff but it's never the case it was never the case as i learned that like down the years it's just but i know i don't blame people that blame youtubers because dice doesn't explain to them what the hell is happening they've been quiet they decide to be quiet they, they hide behind community matches that it, it's not even community match i bet my ass the, the community matters that don't even write those posts they post it's always double checked by some executive or a Whatever dice or EA probably dice somewhere on the top. Double checks everything. Yeah, remove that, write that, and blah blah blah. It's not even their words. I'm telling right now, it's not even their words. But anyway, we can talk about Battlefield Five for God knows how long. But that's not what we're here for. What we're here for is so we can catch up on how we've been, what we've been up to, and all the fun crap we've been doing the last I don't know four years of our freaking lives that we've been absent. Yeah, I mean, this is the first episode of a brand new podcast, and we did Battlefield 1 podcast, what, 42 episodes back in the day? I think we did we 52. We spent 15 minutes on BFV, and that's about all we're doing on it. Forget it, kids. We're not going any further. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can talk about Battlefield 5 for, for days and days and days. But yeah, uh, we did Battlefield 1 podcast back in the day, 42 episodes. I think it's 42. I can't remember if it's 43 or 42. I think it's 42. Um, and the scary part is uh, everything we discussed back in those podcast both episode podcast podcast episodes it's still rel- relevant to this day 100 percent. it's like change the title that we're discussing in that podcast change it to battlefield 5 is still gonna be the same fucking discussion i was gonna say the ironic thing we could do for new content is just go back over the thumbnails and just change one and scratch it out and put a v over everything and just re-release it and be like nah it's just it all applies. No, what should I do? I just I should take all the forty-two episodes, right? Ch- change the layout or whatever. And every time I say Battlefield One or Battlefield Four, I just put a Google robotic voice over there and say Battlefield Five. Five. <laughs> yeah, five. just like Battlefield Five. <laughs> just I'll give you like, release uh, like the podcast as this brand new. Where I just sit here and go five. Yeah, release five. it as a brand new podcast. <laughs> and prove me, I'm not. Prove me, this is not new. <laughs> Try to prove to me this is not new. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not I'm thinking about it, though. Uh, but we're digressing. So you have been working for Sony for quite some time, which I was actually quite amazed about when I found that out. Yeah, how the, yeah, how the hell I got a job at Sony? I have no idea. So basically, I worked for Sony for, what, uh, a year? A year? It was about a year. Yeah. yeah. Was it a year? Yeah. Not full, not full year, um, but basically my department got half, half of my department got fired, including me. So, but it, like it, yeah, sucks. But it, it was it was a great experience. It, 
It was definitely one of the best working experience I ever had in my life. That's for sure. So is that one of those things where you can can you tell anybody exactly like, almost exactly what you did there, or could you, or you mm, just if anyone? I mean, shit? I'm not gonna go into detail. I'm just gonna say I've worked with publishing, pretty much video publishing, on the video side of the PlayStation, uh, movies and stuff, uh, not the games. Although I've worked for game for the last three months, I worked on games, uh, but majority I worked with video publishing, and then I got moved to play PS Now department for three months, and I work with games and stuff, stuff. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I mean, that's what I did for the last year working at Sony. And and the reason I probably got a job at Sony is maybe because of my trailers. I I, I, I don't know. Uh, I was did I did push them my trailers. Like, hey, this is what I've been doing. I can edit videos and stuff. And Check out that 500,000 views, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still surprised that my trailers still gather views that stuff started blowing up and i was floored i was proud of you man i really was and i still am well people ask me what why why couldn't just like do trailers forever like do trailers for new games well one doing trailers for other games is kind of pointless because we already have trailers for those and making trailers for battlefield is not ideal either because i don't know the diminishing return yeah, no matter how how like first, it's hard, really hard to find uncopyrighted soundtrack that is really good. Two, I don't want to use Battlefield soundtrack because it's the same. It's the same thing over and over again. It's just not interesting to watch. And three, no matter how much effort I put into making a trailer, at the end of the day, it's still going to be watched that is viewed as imitation. It's not going to be like your own separate thing that you created from scratch. It's still going to be like, oh, this looked like a dice trailer. It doesn't I look like it. it doesn't look like the lanky soldier trailer or something like that. It looks like a dice trailer, and th- that that alone is like mm, I don't want to make that forever because it's just going to be an imitation, no matter how much effort I put in. Well, I will say this because you're anal about that. That gives you your own unique signature and spin on that, and that's don't don't ever lose that. That's respectable. Not a lot of people have that, so I just had to make sure that that was stated. So, yeah, I'll give you a hug eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I love my so, trailers, but at the end of the day, I can't make them forever, sadly. Unless Dice employs me, but again, I probably... <laughs> anyway, anyway. Dark, what have you been up to? Uh, So, I mean, for... I haven't been really super into Battlefield games for a while because I kind of looked at everything that I had done with Battlefield 4 and all the time that... I, I invested in that, and it's kind of like, what did all that stand for? What did that count for? I mean, it, it was fun, it, it, and it taught me some things about myself and what I was, what I, what I could do, and what you know that I was capable of providing feedback, good feedback, um, and I had good attention to detail, detail, um, but. Like, what what does it count for? Like, I spent a lot of time on that stuff. And in the meantime, there were perhaps other things that would have been better for my, like, personal development that I was not spending enough time on. So I decided to sort of back away from Battlefield. Um, and also, it didn't help the fact that uh, oh yeah, we were, we were, back in the day, yeah, didn't really 
catch my didn't really do it for me. Battlefield Five, I kind of enjoyed for a bit, but it because a lot of my friends weren't that keen. It kind of, if you haven't got friends to play a Battlefield game with, then like, what's the point? Yeah, games are more fun with friends. That's for sure. You can make every game fun, and Battlefield without if if Battlefield just playing by myself, it's kind of boring. I can't. Pretty much every new game release that's come out over the last like four years, as far as multiplayer is concerned, there's been this going. Anybody else getting it? No, not really. All right, then I'm not getting it. Then mm. like that's pretty much what it's been. There really hasn't. I'll go out ahead on a limb and say it, there hasn't really been anything multiplayer wise. It's kind of sparked all of our interest, except for I don't know. I guess maybe Fortnite and Call of Duty, <laughs> but that's been in the last year. So I've been enjoying the latest Call of Duty though, mainly because my friend Adrian. <laughs> Also plays and the crossplay is amazing. Like the beta was all right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some people love it, some people don't. I I think it's the best best Call of Duty that came out in the last decade since the original Modern Warfare. But that's my opinion. Um, I enjoy the new COD. That's and mainly because Adrian is playing with me too. That's kind of more fun. Yeah. yeah, but again, that's going back to the point of you. You don't have you. Would you have bought it if nobody else would have? I probably would, but. I doubt I'll be playing much longer if it was if if Adrian wasn't playing with me or someone else, because See, if it's just like me, it, it gets boring after after a while. If you're just by yourself, yeah, which is basically with Battlefield, same thing with Battlefield. If there's no friends that play Battlefield, it's like, well, I don't think I want to play Battlefield. I'll play something else instead. Yeah, so at some point I stopped playing Battlefield Five. Even though I like, I mean, the thing is, I I did enjoy that game when it came out. I think it needed work though, and it just took so long for anything to happen. I like, I was kind of, I was done with it by the time that things really got moving. There's probably loads of content now that I was just, you know, I, I was already done with the game before any of that stuff came out. So I stopped playing any kind of Battlefield game, and I kind of not didn't really get into any other games. I've been spending a lot more of my time working on skilling up for uh, jobs, and also just chatting with certain friends. Um, so I, I then got a job um, at a local company doing uh, software development um, that uh, had lasted six months, but because it was with, I had to work with a family member, and the work just—I didn't feel like the work was challenging me. I wasn't really enjoying it, um, and I just kind of looked at the whole thing, and I'm like, I was like thinking, I've been working here weeks and weeks, and the problem is, I could see myself working there for weeks and weeks after but still not really enjoying it and just sort of staying there and I'd end up could end up staying there for years and not really enjoying it and so I was like yeah I kind of want to be moving on and then the company that I worked for kind of got got wind of the fact that I felt like I wanted to move on and at that point it it became they couldn't keep me on because if, if you know they, they they're investing money training me up and if they don't have confidence that i'm going to stick around then it's not worth their while so we decided we agreed to part company on uh, friendly terms and so at the moment i'm looking for a new gig um 
kind of looking for something specialist that's to do with my uh, a, a serious personal interest of mine, which is functional programming, uh, particularly with a language called Haskell. It's very nerdy stuff. That I won't bore you with. Um, Please and... explain to me how programming works. Uh, explain you like I'm five. <laughs> give me the ins and outs in every detail right now. No, don't. Uh, the you type in words to a box and it does magic. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> it's fucking magic. You know, you, uh, we're, we're basically right. wizards. <coughs> and I have a picture of you as a wizard on on the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Uh, <sighs> well, as for myself, uh, I moved from Florida to the Midwest, which was an awesome decision in of itself. Uh, we moved out here because my wife's family. Um, became an ASC certified mechanic, worked as an auto mechanic for about two and a half years, got tired of that, got offered a job as a maintenance mechanic at a poultry processing plant. I will not name the company name. Those of you that know me personally know which one, but I'm not going to name it. Um, that was interesting. So I did that for about eight months. Um, at one point I was working like damn near 50 days in a row at 12 hours a shot. And it was all involuntarily. Um, so I finally got tired of that. I got burnt out. I quit. Um, $17 an hour job I f- flat out walked away from because it was burning me out. And I was miserable. Um, I got taken on at another auto mechanic shop. Worked there for a couple of months. And then finally realized that I was completely miserable. I was unhappy. I was coming home aggravated every day. And it had nothing to do with what I was doing. It was having to do with the crap that I had to put up with just random stuff with people's vehicles and back and forth and being a certified mechanic and then being told, no, we can't do things that way. It just didn't jive with me because when I want to fix something, I want to fix something and do it right and be done with it and not fiddle faddle around. And there's a lot of places that just want to work around and it's not my gig. So I quit. And I've decided to actually full-time pursue voice acting. It's something I've kind of done as a hobby off and on here and there. Um, never really did anything serious. Um, but in the last month since I've actually been pushing and doing auditions, I've got... I'm cast in a Fallout mod. I will be cast in an indie game that I can't name yet. That's supposed to start recording earlier 2020. And I got about six or seven other auditions that are out for indie games and audio drama etc etc um trying very hard to get into character acting but wherever i will fit i will be humbled and happy because quite frankly i have so much fun doing this i i have never been so stress-free my whole life other than you know money which i'm not making any yet but that'll come in due time Uh, i wish everyone had more money I mean, the the money will come. I know it will. I have faith in that much. Um, Just the fact that I have people that are in the industry that are very supportive. I mean, the voice acting community in general is just highly supportive of one another. And you'd think that, you know, in in a complete gig economy, they'd be at each other's throats over work. And they're not. Like, they're very, anytime there's a casting call out, like VAs, they will share it just to get as many auditions in as possible and et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it's, it's an awesome thing. So I'm I'm very happy to be a part of that, and I'm very confident that I'm going to be able to you know make something of myself in that industry because you know things kind of 
I don't want to get arrogant and be like, oh, they're popping off so fucking great. Yeah, look out for me. I'm going to have a SAG card in a month. Like, no, um, no, 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 no. I just yeah, want right. to have fun. Why, why not make money, Ray? Why can't you why can't you sponsor this podcast? What's wrong with you? Yeah, why can't I just snap my fingers and just poof, have all the money in the world? No, I mean, it, there's there's an investment to do this. Like, you can't just, you know, go out and buy a crappy USB mic and expect to jump right into it. I mean, I found that out the hard way. Hell, the first well, time to, I tried chasing well, after to be this, fair, it, it was kicking me in the butt. Not, not everyone can afford that, even with starting... Starting That's work. true. Like, no matter what project, like, it doesn't matter if you're a voice actor or actor or... Uh, you're creating content on YouTube or something like that. Everyone starts somewhere. So even with the crappy mic or whatever, or whatever you're doing, as long as you start and doing something and improve, that's all it matters, I think. Truth be told, I used that mic for the whole entire two and a half years we did the podcast. It served its duty. It worked well for entry level. Now I'm wanting to go professional. So I made the choice and I invested and made the step up. Okay, I didn't invest. I had my parents were nice enough in order to help me out. So that's cool. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll say it. My mommy bought me my mic and my my interface box. I'm not ashamed of it. Ha ha. Laugh at me in the comment section, motherfuckers. Ha <laughs> <laughs> But that's basically what I've been up to. So that yeah, now we're all no, caught up. I, I am not. I'm not. Because I, for example, remember my all early YouTube content. Oof, that was really bad. My early YouTube content, it's, it's quite something. I don't know if anyone will see the... I I had to remove some videos because some of them are re- were really really bad bad and I'm not proud of them. And so yeah, it's kind of a shell shock to go back and look on any old content in general because I look at back some of our videos and go, oh my god, what the hell were we thinking? But we also had some of the most fun during those times too. So true. I just like when people say like, oh your trailer is so amazing like that, yeah, and saying how can I do that? Like like yeah, just. Keep improving. Just practice. Just do it, basically. Just do it, and that's how people improve. And like the reason I remember my first ever trailer I did, it wasn't. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't that good. And the reason was somewhat okay good is because I've been doing YouTube for like already for a couple of years, and that kind of like helped to make it somewhat good. So, and my early content on YouTube was pure garbage, pure pure garbage. And so if anyone wants to improve or do whatever in terms of content creation, just don't be afraid and do it. No matter Practice. how bad it or is is you have to fail to like to learn what the hell you're doing wrong. Otherwise, if you don't learn, like what's the point? In in like yep. you're not gonna improve. So I just encourage everyone to literally just keep doing what they're doing and just learn from their mistakes because that's personally i get bored i sit here in my vocal booth for anywhere from an hour hour and a half to two hours some days just reading shit just reading out loud practicing 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 so that when i breathe it's not picked up practicing my positioning sitting you know there's you you want to get good at something you got to fail at it for a while before you can get good to be fair i still can't i still can't nail doing commentary videos i just i just can't for some reason i just can't maybe because being paranoid or something like that or maybe i'm just not that skillful i maybe i don't have the voice i don't know every time i like record a script or something like that for a commentary i just hate it every second of it. maybe <laughs> maybe because i'm judging myself too much or maybe i'm literally not that interesting so i used to be like that too i used to hate doing dry reads and now it's i they're fun to me now so I guess either the repetition of doing it over and over again for demos and 
musicians kind of just got me over that. So I don't know. Well, here's the thing: I can I can listen to myself in podcasts, but I, I can't listen to myself in separate videos where, where it's just it's just me. Hmm. Maybe because I'm not that relaxed and I'm kind of tensed or something. I don't know. But during podcasts, I'm okay. During solo commentaries, I'm terrible. I just can't. I don't know why. Maybe I need a coach or something. I I don't know. Even though I did solo commentaries before, they got like 5,000 views maybe by luck or something like that. And I'm proud of those. I just just don't feel that comfortable. Maybe it's not me. Maybe that's, that's the thing. Maybe it's not me. I usually... Type of guy that prefers to be behind the camera, not in front of the camera. So in this case, it will be behind the edit editing software than in in front of the mic. Mm. But Makes that's sense. that that that's me. I I I usually prefer to be in the background and actually make something than be the guy that presents something. Like the f- opening intro, the most stale shit I ever did in my life. I'm pretty sure even Balfi One podcast wasn't that bad with my intros. Um, maybe. <laughs> no, it <laughs> wasn't. Wait, and my girlfriend in the background said, "Yeah, it was." Well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you st- <laughs> okay, but for example, Comic Con videos that, that I, I do with my friends Gian and Adrian. Adrian oh, does the presentation. I'm not gonna do presentation. I remember I did a couple. Of, I remember I did a couple of interviews by myself because Adrian wasn't available. It was the most boring shit ever I ever did in my life because I'm like, oh god, that sounds horrible. Why would anyone watch this? Gotta bring the cringe. The ultimate cringe. So Adrian is doing bring the presenting the for us because he's actually more enthusiastic and more. Well, he has charisma for that. I don't have that type of charisma. I'd rather be behind the camera and actually create something from that charisma he has yeah that's just like me somebody asked me at one point like would you ever consider doing physical acting if it's a thing and my answer to that is a stern maybe leaning towards no because i like stage fright is for real like i mean i guess i'm at the point in my life where i can kind of just stand in front of a group of people and just talk for hours on end but at the same time i don't think i could pull that off I, th- I like being in my little my little space capsule here, isolated, with my phone and my tablet, and I just go over my lines or with a director in my ear, and that's that's good enough for me. I'm happy with that. I'm too fat for physical acting. <laughs> I'm getting fat as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here getting fat right now. <laughs> no, real talk. Last year I wasn't this fat. Now I'm gaining a couple of freaking kilos, and I'm it's called age, the- brother. No, it's not ages that I'm pretty sure Sony made me fat because I wasn't like this last <laughs> summer. I'm sorry, the office work did that to me. Uh, it literally it did will. it to me. I wasn't this fat. I remember I could fit in those shorts and last time we were checking shorts a couple of months ago and I can't fit in them anymore. I'm like a motherfucker. Oh god. I'm not well, the lanky soldier anymore, I'm the fatty soldier. Chunky monkey. Chunky monkey, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh, well, guys, I think we've done good here for first set. I think we're going to bring this around to a close. Wait, wait, wait. We have to ask if Dark will gain some kilos. or. Oh, yeah. Have you gained any weight, Dark? Uh, oh, yes, I think so. I mean, so. you start leaving the house and earning money. It's like, there's all these places that they just, they're just literally selling food. And you can go in there and buy it and eat it. There's no yeah, that's how it happened to me. I was, I was going to Sainsbury's and stuff, buying that rice meals or something like that and like ah oh, that's how it all started <laughs> mm-hmm. 
it's, it's that's food much. that you buy. All the convenience food, and the thing is, it's like you get to. It's like it's not even that good, but it's just there. Yeah, it's not even that good. It's garbage. It's just something to shove in your food hole and exactly. make you feel good. Exactly, you just good have to eat minute. something. It's just so uh, bad, but you have to eat something, and it's you know it's terrible. You steal because there's nothing else to eat around because it's only like pre-made food everywhere, and like you can't cook or. Uh, it's kind of like you just look at it and go, oh, do I do I up my chances of cancer or do well, I yeah, if, yeah, if you bring your own food, that's different, sure, but uh, it takes effort and prior yeah, planning. Exactly, you don't yeah, have to go home and finally cook that crap, man. Who's got time for that in this modern age? I'm not that disciplined, sadly. <sighs> well, we're a regular bunch of losers, aren't we? <laughs> I always have been. Oh hell yeah! If you're a loser, press like. <laughs> And type F in the comment section. Please, no, in your in the comment section, please write how much you weigh. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know why I've been here for almost an hour. Prove that you are a true gamer. That you're fat as hell. <laughs> uh, uh, gamers, rise up. All right. Okay, we've been talking for forty minutes. I think that's. I think we're good. for our first it's episode. Been... We'll be. We'll, we'll. We'll do fine. We'll do fine. It's been fun catching up with everybody. It's been fun, and I hope everybody that's listening to this has actually stayed to this point for our ramblings. I hope you guys, some of our old G fans, come back around and say hi. Don't don't be strangers. We we're probably gonna do this on a regular basis. So I don't know. I guess it's safe to say we're back, baby. We'll see how it goes. So I. I... I'll see how people react to the first five episodes and see if if it's like interesting enough for people or not, or <laughs> what can be improved and and so on. What kind of people we should bring to to talk to? Like, I got a couple of people already like that want to go on the podcast just to talk random stuff. I'm I'm okay with that. Hell yeah, let's do this. But yeah, so whoever's still listening, thank you so much that you're listening to our ramblings and everything. Please let us know what you enjoy about this, what you don't enjoy about this, and give us all the honest feedback about this so we can actually improve. Tell me how bad my intro was and all that kind like, of stuff. Like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us yeah, all Yeah, comment, Twitter, and subscribe, and leave a like, and share with your friends and family and stuff. I don't care. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't I don't keep that thing up to date. Uh, I don't have, I don't have your Twitter on the screen, so you're good for now. Woohoo! <laughs> I protected your identity for now. <laughs> for now. For now. Anyway, but all right, everybody. Th- thank you, it's everyone that listened, and we'll try to do next one days in a in a bit more professional manner, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We can we can work with it. We can only hope. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Your hands upon. A dead man's gun and you're looking down the sides Your heart is worn and the seams are torn